I'm Boston. Welcome everybody to a brand new edition of Axe Kick Picks, episode 57. Today is Friday, August 18th, 2023. Got a little solo show for you guys this week. Joey couldn't make today's EP, so just me and you guys will make it short, sweet, get you guys our picks and everything. But we do have a great episode in store for everyone. We'll recap a little of last week. UFC Vegas 78, Vicente Luque, huge win over RDA. We got UFC 292 predictions. And I'll end the show with some news towards the end. And to close it out, I do have Joey's KSW plays as well. But yeah, no better place to start than UFC Vegas 78 last week at the Apex. Vicente Luque, huge, huge win over RDA. He cashes in as a nice little puppy, plus 100, gets the job, unanimous decision over Rafael Dos Sanchos. I thought Vicente Luque looked pretty good. You know, he stayed behind his job. He kept the length, and he really stopped the takedowns of RDA. RDA really tried to take down Vicente Luque literally the whole fight. And really good defense from Vicente Luque. So, you know, I, I was really impressed by him. I thought the injury was actually going to take a little factor into this. But, you know, just another impressive performance by Vicente Luque. He stays in the top 10 while RDA goes down one. But spinning it forward, really, I don't know what's next for Vicente Luque. You know, he definitely is going to get a top 10 fight somewhere. But. Maybe a healthy Jeff Neal. I know he call, he pulled out of his fight between uh, Ian Machado Gary this weekend, but maybe a Jeff Neal, Sean Brady. I know Shakov Rachmanov. He's still looking for a fight. So spinning it forward, there are a lot of interesting fights for Vicente Luque in that Walter Waite division, but he bounced back. He got rid of the losing streak and an impressive win against a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. So really good win by Vicente Luque. I got that one wrong. I think so did Joey as well. But uh, yeah, very impressive performance by Vicente Luque. Uh, in the co-main event, whew, I mean, if you have a Cub Swanson ticket, you shouldn't be apologizing. I mean, Jesus Christ, but he did not win that fight. I love Cub Swanson. I think the guy is totally game. He's tough as nails, but I didn't think he won the I didn't think he won the fight. I gave him round three, but rounds one and two, Hakeem Dadudu, he definitely won that fight. Even Cub Swanson, when they were reading the scorecards, even Cub Swanson started clapping because he thought that he lost the fight. So crazy the judges always got their hands in something but you gotta feel for Hakeem you know he, I thought he did enough to win that fight and Cub Swanson had his kids cage side with his wife very good and to be honest Cub Swanson should be fighting in front of fans you know I'm tired of him fighting in front of the apex within only like 20 30 people but he should definitely be fighting in front of people but good win huge win for Cub Swanson whether he deserved it or not Eh, that's beside the point, but I did cash the my bet in this one fight to start round three. Uh, I went to the judges' scorecard. So, yeah, big win for Cub Swanson. Um, in the third fight of the main card, Khalil Roundtree Jr. is him. He is going to be a problem in that light heavyweight division. He moved up two spots. He's just on the outside of the top 10. He's sitting at number 11, and, man, 
there there's a lot people who feel his power i mean chris Dawkins. I think there was one uh, – he got the knockout in the first round, but I think there was a, a point in the first four minutes where he put his power onto Chris Dawkins, and Chris Dawkins kind of was like, okay, and now, now it's time to go. And I think he landed one more shot, and Chris Dawkins just got sat. And his power, Khalil Roundtree, and I'm glad he – at the end, he asked for a main event. Little challenge himself. You know, no more three-rounders. We all know he could do the three-rounders. Let, let's challenge himself a little bit. Let's get a main event slot, a five-round fight. Let's push the cardio a little bit. So I do like what uh, what he did, what he called out uh, after the post-game, uh, post-fight interview. So big win for Khalil Roundtree. I think Chris Dawkins, you know, I think he needs to work his way back into the UFC. That's three straight losses now for him. So tough one there uh, for Chris Dawkins, but huge win for Khalil Roundtree as well. Uh, Jamie Pickett, he lost unanimous decision to Josh Frem. I was sitting on a via submission. It looked like there were several opportunities to get it done, but he did win a unanimous decision over Jamie Pickett. AJ Dobson, big win for Joey, plus 120, get the dog home. And to be honest, uh, Marcus McGee, huge KOTKO in the first round. That was some brutal stuff. He got a performance of the night, 50K going his way. So did Khalil Roundtree as well. Uh, big win for Terrence McKinney. He gets back on the winning streak. First round knockout looked smooth, looked very smooth in the cage. And, you know, it was a big win for Terrence McKinney to get back into the win column. And he looked, he wants to stay active. He, he was talking to DC about, Hey, let me, uh, let me fight next week in uh, Boston, but he didn't realize it was uh, this upcoming weekend. So big win for there. And I think just the, the worst call, I guess, by, either of us oh no well joey joey faded him but me i i gotta stop back and um francis marshall he did not look good i underestimated isaiah isaac uh his competition i didn't think was the best but he took him out in the first round uh about 12 seconds left in the first round that's the longest he's ever been in uh had a fight in the ufc so big win for isaiah francis marshall it's two in a row now does not look good for the kit, the firemen out of Jersey City, but yeah, overall. Oh, we, I I forgot Damian Blackshear with the third submission by Twister in the UFC. So uh, one by the Korean Zombie, one by Bryce Mitchell, Doug Nasty, and the third one goes to Damian Blackshear. So he's stepping in on short notice, taking on Mario Batista this week. So. Five, six days notice, he's all game. So I love to see it from uh, Damian Blackshear. But uh, yeah, overall, I thought it was a very good uh, card. I went three and three. Uh, I know Joey sent me over his record. He went 19 and six over the weekend. He also went two and three on Dana White Contender Series. So yeah, I said was saying about 500. Um, Joey, he's carrying the team on his back, so you'll love to see it. Dana White considered second straight week where all three, excuse me, all five of the winners got a UFC contract, so you'll love to see it there. But um, before we get into uh, UFC 292, our preview and plays, a quick word from our sponsor. We're brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer, the most refreshing hard seltzer on the market. 
hands down. So no wonder why Viva was voted number one hard seltzer in the world by San Francisco World Spirit Competition with only 88 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar, and a light 4.5 ABV. Viva is the perfect drink for your post-game celebrations as it was created with that active lifestyle in mind. We flavor tequila seltzer because flavor is the spice of life, and we like our drinks with just a kick. Just like how we like our lives, whether it's Huckleberry playing around a golf with the boys or an elderberry on a Saturday watching UFC 292, it doesn't matter. Our favorites pair perfectly with that artisanal Blanco tequila for that subtle and refreshing jig. Our belief here at Axe Cake Picks and at Viva is to live long, live well and live it up all right let's get to it ufc 292 going down at td garden early prelims start at 6 30 main card starts at eight uh prelims start at eight main card starts at 10 and we will start with the early prelims and i'm gonna go right to my girl natalia silva taking on andrea kgb Lee, I will get you the lines real quick for you. Let's go to them real quick. Now, Natalia Sal and Silva is a minus 350 favorite, plus 284, Andre KGB Lee. And for me, you know, I'm going to start it off hot. I, I think Natalia, win, uh, Natalia Silva gets this win inside the distance. She's going to be Andre Lee, in my opinion. I just don't know how. We've seen her with the knockout power. She has TKO power with those legs. We saw the spinning kick get a knockout before. I, I just don't think this is a good spot for Andre Lee. I think she's a good fighter, but... Uh, Natalia Silva is just on another level right now. She's one of those up-and-comers who the UFC is really trying to push. At plus money, I love the value we're getting here with Andre's, uh, with Natalia Silva, excuse me, via inside the distance. Doesn't matter how she gets it done, submission, knockout, TKO, plus 175. I love that play. Uh, I'll tell Joe, I'll, I'll let you guys know Joey's plays. Um after I after I go through the whole card, and I'll let you know what I like. Uh, we'll stay on the early prelims. The last fight on the prelim, Andre Paterski uh, taking on Gerald Mershert, uh, GM three, and yeah, I got this should be a fun fight. I think I got two two picks in this one. I like the over one and a half rounds, and I'm taking Andre Paterski to win via inside the distance. Another one at minus one hundred five. These bets will definitely have you on the edge of your seat because we know GM3 likes to fight better as the fight goes on. And outside of Petrovsky's one finish in the first round, all of his other fights have gone to the third round. So give me over one and a half rounds at minus 134. I think that's a good price. And Andre Petrovsky to finish um, him late, maybe in the end of the second, uh, early third. But I do think he gets the finish. So give me him inside the distance at Minus 105. Uh, other, I don't have too much on the prelims, but the future prelim, the return of Chris Weidman, the All-American. He makes his return after two and a half years to take on Brad Tavares. Brad Tavares, huge favorite, minus 265. Chris Weidman's coming back at plus 210. Yes, I got to go with the All-American, baby. Love me some Chris Weidman. I agree. I think Brad Tavares should be the favorite. 
but almost a $3 favorite is crazy. I know he hasn't fought in two and a half years, but I don't think there'll be any cage rust with him. I, I don't think this is the toughest fight for him to come back on. So I, I got to take a flyer on the Long Island kid, man, plus 225. I also think this fight starts the third round at minus 132. I think both fighters are extremely tough and they're going to have they're going to both be hard to put away. So, yeah, two bets in this one. I think they're going to test the leg kick out and if it goes smoothly in the first round, I think this fight's going to go a little longer than most people anticipate. So, yeah, two bets for me in this one. Uh give me the All-American Chris Weidman on the money line plus 225 and the fight to start the uh round 3 at minus 132 and let's get on over to the main card we will start with marlon cheeto vera taking on pedro munoz marlon vera minus 205 plus 164 on return to pedro munez this fight worries me a little you know especially because i do like cheeto vera a lot and he's just he's known as a slow starter this is a three-round fight he tends to do better late in the fight, but I think he knows in this fight that unless he gets taken down, Pedro Munoz isn't a real danger towards him. I do like Cheeto. I'm going to back him in this spot. I think he bounced back after a tough loss to Corey Sanhagen and get back in the win column. Not going to touch the money line price, but Marlon Cheeto Vera to win via decision at plus 110. I love that price. That's going to be the play for me in this one. Um, no play in the Mar uh, Mario Batista taking on Damian Blackshear. Uh, real quick, Joey is taking Mario Batista via decision at plus 205. Remember, Damian Blackshear is coming in healthy. He just had a fight uh, last week, but he's in shape. So, you know, I, I really don't, I, I like the bet to, to go to decision, but he's taking Mario Batista via decision at plus 205. I think that is a good bet. I decided to pass on it. I really didn't get a good feeling of this fight but we'll keep it moving on the future ian machado gary short he's gonna take on neil magny uh yeah replacement fight for ian machado gary he was supposed to take on jeff neil jeff neil pulled out of the fight for health reasons so hopefully speedy recovery there but neil magny is game right now in machado gary minus 520 plus 384, the veteran in Neil Magny. I get it. I understand Ian Gary being the favorite, but this is getting out of hand. Minus 520, almost almost a $6 favorite. I've been waiting for the right time to fade Ian Gary, and I think this might be the spot. Getting a plus 390, almost a 4-1 to one underdog on one of the best Walter Waits of all time is crazy in my eyes. I got to take a flyer on Neil Magny, but... If you don't want to take the big underdog, uh, I do like the over one and a half at one and a half rounds as well. Minus 165. We got the odds down a little bit. It's just it's crazy how these two ended up fighting because Neil Magny is the guy Ian originally called out for. And it's just funny how it kind of all worked out. And, you know, but I, I guess you can say Neil Magny is the ultimate test to see if you belong in the top 10 in this division. I hate people saying oh, well, Neil Magny's taking this fight on short notice. That doesn't matter for Neil Magny. He's literally always training. He was actually in a camp about to fight next month. He was scheduled, but he said, hey, th this is a huge opportunity for me. So 
Cardio won't be an issue for him. I think he's live here. And the only time Neil Magny hasn't made it that far in his last five fights was when he got submitted in the first round by Gilbert Burns. So Ian Gary isn't submitting Neil Magny, in my opinion. Even when Magny fought Shakov Rachmanov, he made it past the one and a half round mark. So I think he'll do it again. He just has to get that past that first round of Ian Gary striking with Neil Magny's cardio. His clinch work is exceptional. His experience. At this number, I think you have to play the number. I think it's worth a flyer. So Neil Magny on the money line plus 390. And I also like the over one and a half rounds at minus 165. And we got, we're here already. We're at the co-main event. Zhang Wei Li defending her belt against Amanda Lemos. Right now, Zhang Wei Li is a minus 325 favorite, plus 250 on the underdog Amanda Lemos. I feel like Amanda Lemos has kind of been flying under the radar a little. You know, 7-2 and two in the UFC, just coming off that nice underdog win against Maria Madrina Rodriguez. But I just feel like Wei Li is a special fighter, you know. We saw her, our new intro song is when she got kicked and got defeated by Thug Rose. But after that, really, she's really found her own. She's extremely well-rounded. Very few holes in her game. And we've seen Amanda Lemos get submitted by Jessica Andrade before. And she's really never fought someone more powerful or, I guess, this, with the same amount of power. But... Tomorrow, she will meet her match in Zhang Wei Li. You know, Wei Li, she's improved her wrestling. She's been working with Triple C. Her striking's always been there. She's looked fantastic. So I think she has to use her wrestling and not even play around with Amanda Lemos's power. I think the champ puts her away. You could take her via inside the distance at minus 145. And I even think there's a good chance she gets the win by KOTKO with a little ground and pound. So, yeah, again, another two plays for me here. Zhang Wei Li via inside the distance at minus 145. And Wei Li via KOTKO at plus 150. And here we go, the main event. Sean O'Malley taking on Aljamain Sterling. The champ, Aljamain Sterling, minus 260. Sugar Sean O'Malley, the underdog, coming in at plus 205. You know, the level of competition really worries me for Sean O'Malley. Outside of that Piotr Jan fight, we really haven't seen him go. But that Piotr Jan fight has shown me a little something that he belongs here. You know, whether you thought he won or not, I think that's for a different podcast. But, you know, I, I do want to start by saying I, I think Aljo is is the greatest 135er of all time. You know, Dominic Cruz is right there, and I, I, I can't argue against him, but... If Aljo goes out there and puts away Sean O'Malley, I, I don't want to hear there anymore. There, there's no debate. I, I just don't think Aljo gets the credit and respect he deserves, mostly because of how he won the title with the illegal knee. But, you know, Aljo didn't ask for it. He's just putting away people who they put in front of him. So Dominic uh, Cruz, he has 14 wins in the UFC. Aljo already has 15 title defenses. This will be Aljo's fourth title defense. Dominic Cruz had five. His longest winning streak, Dominic Cruz, is 12. He's on a nine-fight win streak, Aljo. It'll be 10 uh, after Saturday night. And, yeah, the title finishes. They both have one title finish as well. So they're right neck and neck in all of these categories. And I just – I mean, I can't argue if you do like Dominic Cruz better. I just – I've really come around on Aljo, and I think he should get the respect – that he deserves. So 
As for this fight, we all know he's the human backpack. You know, his grappling is top notch. His jujitsu is just elite over there working at Law MMA in Garden City, Long Island. I got to go with Aljo here, man. I get it. I'm a homer. I'm from the Northeast. I live in Jersey, this, that, and the third. It doesn't matter, you know. I get it. If you don't want to take him on the money line, it's too juicy. But O'Malley does have the knockout power, I will say. And I even like the fight to start round three. That's one of my bets here. Fight to start round three at minus 190 to get the odds down a little. But I do think if Sterling gets the finish, it's going to be in the later rounds. We have seen Aljo take Jan's back, Henry's back. I was there in UFC 288 in Newark for rounds, and he still wasn't able to get the finish. But in this fight, I, I think once he gets the back, he might... He, Sean might have some defense early on, but Aldro will get this finish. I think he is extremely competitive. He's extremely focused and he knows he has to put away the UFC's golden boy. You know, the UFC, let, let's not, let's not beat around the bush. The UFC definitely wants Sugar Sean O'Malley to win this fight. So I, uh, you know, I, I think once this fight gets there, it's going to be over. Aljo's going to definitely get the takedown and he's going to be on his back. And I don't think Sean has an answer for that. I, I think the fight will go a little longer, like I said, than, than a lot of people think. So two plays again in this one fight to go to fight to start round three minus 190. And give me out Jermaine Sterling and still champ via inside the distance at plus 110 i do think he could submit him but i also think he could there could be ground and pound where he could get a tko ko uh, opportunity down there so those are my plays i really think aljo's being disrespected and, and if you don't think the line is long enough minus 260 i don't think we see a champ at least when they're favored in a match under $3. So he's been an underdog in a lot of his fights. He doesn't get the respect that he deserves. And money is coming in on Sean O'Malley. We've already seen, I think, around 80, 83% of the money is already on Sean O'Malley. So we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, should be a hell of a card in TD. It's going to be loud, going to be packed. But let me give you uh, Joey's plays. For the main event, we'll start there. He's taken Sugar Sean O'Malley second round KO TKO at 16 to 1. Huge odds there for the co-main event. He's on the same side as me. He's taken Zhang Wei Lee on the money line minus 300. For the third fight, he's taken the future Ian Machado Gary on the money line minus 315. Like I said, he's taken Mario Batista via inside the distance. No, via decision, excuse me, via decision against Damian Blackshear plus 205. He's also taken Mar uh, Marlon Chito Vera on the money line, minus 200. He's also agreeing with the All-American Chris Weidman on the money line, plus 225. He's taken Andre Paterski as well on the money line, minus 240. He's fading me. He's going to take KGB Andre Lee on the money line, plus 280. And then the rest of Joey's plays, taking RoboCop Gregory Rodriguez via uh, submission, plus 225. Kirk Holliber on the money line. Tough. Um, yeah, the ultimate fighter. We have two fights with the ultimate fighter. Kirk Hollibach, he's the underdog, plus 150. And he's taking to be the second ultimate fighter winner, Brad Katona, on the money line, minus 160. And he's also taking for the first fight of the night, 
Katarna Silva on the money line minus 140. And then he had gave me one parlay as well. He's taking Zhang Wei Li and Andre Petrovsky on the money line. Both of them do get to minus 110 odds there so should be a very interesting very fun card and right after this we're going across the world and we're going to singapore next week but a main event between the blessed express max holloway taking on the korean zombie that should be a barn burner as well um but yeah good luck on all your plays real quick before we get out of here Two quick things. Kevin Holland is scheduled to take on JDM Jack Della Maddalena in a co-main event for September 16th. That is Mexican Independence Day. The co the main event is Alexa Grasso taking on Valentina Shashenko. So huge main of card there. Kevin Holland, he's already talking about getting a win here, another win, and possibly being on his way out. So that should be a very fun fight. You know, split decision win in his last fight for JDM on short notice. So we'll see how he bounce backs here in this fight against a very game trailblazer kevin holland another fight that was scheduled uh raul rojas jr taking on terrence mitchell september 16th for mexican independence day rojas jr looking to bounce back after he got kind of exposed we me and dave ross we had dave ross on the show and we even said it hey Watch out, the kid. There's a lot of hype behind him, but there were some holes in his game. So hopefully he looks to correct and fix some of them as well. But uh, yeah, big big fights announced for UFC uh, for Noches UFC September 16th going down in Las Vegas. Uh, and yeah, ten seconds left with uh, Joey's segment. We got KSW 85 picks this weekend. Four plays. I apologize. To all the Polish people, to everyone listening who really can't pronounce, I can't pronounce these to save my life. So, Sal Saladine Parson on the money line minus three hundred, uh, Bordan Jinkinko on the money line plus one sixty three, Patrick Kazermik on the money line minus two seventy five, and Camille Saradek on the money line plus one fifty. And those are your ten seconds left. I wish I had a bell. Ding ding ding. But, yeah, that's going to do it. A little solo show for you. Joey will be back. He had some things to take care of, but he'll be back. We'll be back for a brand-new edition of Axe Kick Picks next weekend. Uh, thank you to Viva. Thank you to everyone listening. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Like I said, UFC Singapore. We'll have plenty of picks, plenty of hot takes. So please follow along our social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Axe Kick Picks. We got a new YouTube, uh, youtube.com uh, forward slash Axe Kick Picks live. Subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff really helps the show grow tremendously. So be a friend, tell a friend, everyone. Good luck on your wagers. Be safe, be well, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.